Check, check, check. Hello. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Welcome to No Instructions. I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. You were about to dump another bag. Are you going to dump I'm it? I'm preparing to oh, dump that bag. Okay. I've got to finish this bag first. Gotcha. What you working on this time? I'm doing the speeder bike. So the scout trooper's done. He's standing right there. Found his head. Yep. And now I'm making a speeder bike. But I guess to start the speeder bike, you have to make this gun looking thing that shoots these little speeder bike bullets. Oh. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, and it's like a handle. So you can fly yeah, around you too. Fly, this is where you go. That's cool. Yeah. Sweet. Well, so I'm working on... I'm working on the ghost. I have less than a bag left. I'm on the final bag, which is cool. I don't can't do a bag dump today, but you know, it's almost done. So, Splash. keep keep yours over there. Mine are maybe creeping into yours more than yours are creeping into mine. Well, uh, what's going on? Um, both of our cars are dead. Yeah, that could be a topic in itself, and how the super cool I like to make stuff foreign SUV club is now <laughs> like mine will live again. I think. Eventually. I, yeah, I think. We have the same problem. We have overheating <laughs> issues. Oddly enough, yeah. My British Land Rover and your Japanese Land Cruiser are both getting very hot. Yes. Car's not supposed to get hot. It's not. Mine, so here's the deal with mine. Uh, Josh knows this, but everybody else. It started overheating. I haven't had any trouble with it, really. Nothing major. The whole time I've had it started overheating, so I called a guy that Josh has used before, a local guy that fixes cars and stuff, and he was like, well, you know, I'm really busy, just uh, bring it in a week or so. I'm like, that's fine, we have another car, not a big deal. So I wait here for a while, then I take it over to his shop, drop it off, have it towed over, because I didn't want to run it hot. And uh, it's been there for three weeks, yeah. maybe four weeks, I'm not sure. So I had to wait a week and then drop it off, and it's been gone for three weeks, mm -hmm. so that's probably what it is. And he's busy. It's just him in the shop. It's just him. He's a good guy. Seems to be. I don't really know him. But um, anyway, I'm just waiting on it. And I'm at the point now where it was like, for a while, I was like, no big deal. It's just a car. Now I want my car back. Yep. I want to be able to go places when I want. I haven't left the house much at all. And that doesn't really get to me, but I'm at a point now where I'm like, yeah, I would like to be able to run out to the store if I need something or... Whatever. So. so what's wrong with your car? Same problems. So I bought that Land Rover because my friend owns a Land Rover Defender company where he imports, restores, and sells. But they're way too expensive. So I had this this itch to get like a cool, like neat SUV. It's a 2004, so it's the same year as my Jeep Grand Cherokee that I love. And it has been nothing but problems. It has stranded me uh, a couple times, which is embarrassing. And I've given that thing way too many chances. And so it's overheated. It's had many, like, there are known problems with that car. There's head gasket issues and things that, I mean, problems that I don't fully understand because I don't know much about cars. But uh, I was assured that those problems were fixed. But then apparently they can come back again whenever it gets to it because the engine it's, it's an aluminum engine block so when it gets overheated it's susceptible to warpage and apparently that's the issue warpage is i'm leaking coolant into it somewhere so i have to keep putting coolant into it so it's probably leaking into the engine block and all the research that i've done angrily 
when I'm stuck somewhere. <laughs> uh, and then I called Angry Googling. Yeah, Chad, our car guy, you know, who's fixed it a couple times already. And he's like, well, it's it's probably this. And I knew it was probably going to be that. And it's those are some of those. Like, you don't come back from those or you don't come back from those at a at a price worth that is worth it. Yeah. Well, and he, when I was talking to him the other day, he said he was talking about yours, and he was like, I mean, it could be the same thing, you know? Yours, yours could be overheated enough to where it's warped the block, too, and I don't know. I'll just got to get in there and see, and so, Ugh. yeah. That would be a big drag, because I love my car, and I want it to continue on. Now, I didn't run it hot. Like, as soon as I noticed that it was heating up i i slowed down a lot let it cool down and then drove it home mm -hmm. you know so it's not it's not been run hot so hopefully i didn't damage it but you never know could have happened before i even noticed that it was running hot no but i've all but given up on mine um i'm probably gonna post it for sale for cheap um yeah so what would you get next mm. you have any idea thought about it tiffany and i have talked about it like we can survive on one vehicle it's just it's extremely inconvenient because yeah. we we work and live two professional separate lives. Like she homeschools, which would suggest that she just sits around all day at the house and doesn't need a car. But like she's a mom of three kids who are involved in activities, and she herself is a director of a group, and she's got friends that she wants to go see. So it's like she doesn't need to be stuck at home. Yeah, and I don't need to just drive over here just for the car just to sit here and for her not to be able to use it. So we can make do. It's just there are times and there are things that just make it really inconvenient. So it's, do we want, it's, it's a skirting, a need, it's more of a want. So we talked about it last night, you know, if we were to get another vehicle, what would it get? And we were talking about another minivan mm -hmm. because we, we fought tooth and nail about getting the minivan we had before we got the truck to pull the RV. And like, we wanted to be super cool parents. We don't and, need a van. Yeah. And Elizabeth was born, so it was like, well, maybe we should really consider this. And I was like, no, nah, we're too cool for that. Like, we'll get the anti-minivan minivan, which are these weird semi, like, accessible SUVs. And they have third row, but they're really cramped. And and we watched a YouTube video. This guy compared, like, a, a minivan to one of these weird SUV things. And his opening remark was... Get over yourself and buy a minivan. <laughs> That's what I say to people, too. Yeah. <laughs> because they are awesome. They're they, so nice. They really are. We drove in one. I'm like, this is baller. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm in the back part of a limousine in the front of the van. Yeah. Like, ooh, it's nice. Honestly, I, I never really had that, like, oh, I don't want to get a minivan. Jenny did, for sure, when we first got it. I never really had that, so it was always a little strange to me that people were so, like, that it had this weird stigma to it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, it's, it's like you're giving up on being cool. Yeah, but like, how is it any less cool than anything else? I mean, mm -hmm. like, if you were giving up, you would buy a 15 passenger white van with no windows in the back as like, <laughs> this is the largest capacity rolling thing that I can get with my <laughs> license. So I'm going to get that. You know, that's giving up, maybe. Maybe not. But minivans are pretty dope. They are. And they're getting nicer and nicer all the time. Man, they're nice. And so we had the minivan, and then whenever we left to go move into the RV, we traded it in toward the truck. And the truck was purposeful. Like, you know, it just worked. But I missed that van. 
So we talked about like, am I going to get another vehicle? Because I had certain constraints when I buy something like it needs to solve like a list of problems. That's why I always start with rather than going like, Ooh, I can get this type of car or that type of car. I go, I need a vehicle to do these things. Mm -hmm. And originally it was, it needs to be able to haul like a full sheet of plywood. And I don't think that that is really a constraint anymore because I don't ever haul a full sheet. You get it cut down before. I usually get it cut down to a rough size. And then I put it in either the, the Rover or the Jeep or the whatever. And then I'll take it home and then I'll do my clean passing cuts on my tools. So, and even if you did need a full sheet, like you've got, I have a trailer, you have other people that like, you know, you could, so it's not as important as I thought it was. Right. Um, we talked about it being able to hold the kids, like whatever vehicle we get also being able to be like a backup. Yeah. Um, smart. Yeah. We own the Jeep. We've owned the Jeep for a long time. So it's just like a, piece of equity that we have it, it's amazing i love it i don't ever want to get rid of it and the jeep works like there's no reason for me not to use that mm-hmm. and so i'm like well i could get a car and then tiffany used the term beater car um which i know is <laughs> that's pretty, what you just bought yeah right? it's pretty common yeah <laughs> and it was real fresh on my mind that term beater and i'm like i will never again get a car that will strand me in the middle of the highway <laughs> With my son. Yeah. And I was, ugh, I was angry. But, so I don't know, we talked about it and it makes the most logical sense. And because we're, we're going home for Thanksgiving, we're driving down to Florida and the Jeep is great. But for five people in a like, mid-sized SUV, it's mm. not really all that comfortable. Yeah, especially for a long trip. Yeah, it's not comfortable to drive. Um, it's not comfortable for the kids who are just, I mean, they fit in it. But for like a nine hour drive, like, ugh. Yeah. That's a lot. We talked about, I, I, I mentioned, I'm like, can we just like rent a van? And she's like, no, that's dumb. Like, why would we do that? And so I don't know, like, man. That's pretty nice. That's why. Cause it's, that, we, should, we should think about it. That would make that one part of that trip much easier, much more comfortable for everybody involved. You know, I don't know. Look at this funny little chair. It's a, a chair? Little, yeah. Oh, look, it's a little pedestal. Little chair. Check this out. Since we're take a break in car talk. Ah, These things, look at this. These are escape pods mm-hmm. that come apart. That's awesome. And they snap into the side of the ghost. Boop. That's Ooh, awesome. That's a nice little click. So they like not even, you know, it's not just the shape of an escape pod. It's an actual pod that you can break off and put a dude in or a lady. Okay, so I messed Space mine person. up. And I have to undo some things that I did a while ago. Uh-oh. Sorry, dude. I didn't get that far. So it might be the minivan. Yeah, which I, again I am all for. Yeah, I got over myself like the guy told me to, and then I realized that the lap of luxury that that thing is—it's technologically current. It's convenient. I can fit a full. Ooh, th- that's what it was. I can fit a full sheet of plywood in the van. Yep. When we had our Toyota Sienna Deacon's desk, I made a, a YouTube video, and I fit three full-size sheets of three-quarter-inch Baltic birch plywood with both of my boys in the van. Without a problem. I didn't have to, like, you push the button and the seats fall down. Mm. And it just worked. I'm like, man, that's awesome. Why are we so against this again? Because <laughs> we're still cool. I'm like, well, I mean, we're kind of not. We weren't really that cool to begin with, yeah. if you think about it. We know? were cool in small circles. <laughs> <laughs> so when we got our first van, we went. We had a, a Nextera, a Nissan Nextera, mm-hmm. and I really liked it. It was the second design of that vehicle, and it was much nicer than the first one. And um, 
So we were having our third kid, and I was like, well, you know, I tried, but you can't fit three car seats in the back seat of an Xterra. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, we got to get a van. I wasn't opposed to it. I just liked the Xterra. Jenny was really opposed to it. And so legitimately one of her, like, concessions for it was if you get a black one and we paint the A-Team red stripe on the side of it, I'll drive it. And I was like, <laughs> I can, I mean, yeah, we could do that. That's fine. That'd be fun. And then we never did. And she brings it up on a regular basis. Oh, really? Like a yearly basis. Awesome. But it's like, oh, yeah, well, we never put the stripe on the side of the van. <laughs> we could do that right now. Yeah, it would be. There's a project video. Mm-hmm. Our, speaking of, our van is uh, showing its age. It's a 2008, I guess. We bought it used in 11, 12, 13, somewhere in there. I don't remember. And uh, so, whoa, this thing does not fit on there with his giant head in the way. So it's showing its age and it's going to have to be replaced in the not too distant future. Probably. Well, that's pretty cool. See, it's like a little turret. Oh, and there's a. And it drops what's down his name? in there. Zib. Zib. And it spins because it's laying on slick tiles. That's pretty cool. I like this set. So they can't go inverted. We can. He just shoots out. Poor, poor Zed's going for a space adventure. Zeb. 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 Not Zed. Zeb. Yeah. So we both might be getting newer minivans in the sometime soon. What is your What's your process for buying vehicles? Ugh, I hate it. I hate it too. I hate it so much. Uh, spend as little time as possible in the place. Or when you go in, like I, I pull the, look, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. You know, and Vultures, just man. try to keep them at bay as long as possible. And then figure out exactly what you want at the place that you're not going to go to. You figure it out other places. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you know you're not going to buy from Jim Bob's used car lot, you go to Jim Bob's and you look at all the different ones that they have. And you're like, I want to see the inside of a Sienna or a whatever. You mm-hmm. go in there and you look at it. And then you don't have to come back and be like, oh, remember how I was rude to you last time because I didn't want your help? Now I want your help. You figure out what you want. Then you go to the place that you think you're actually going to get it from or, like, you know, a potential. And then you go in and you don't say, like, well, I'm kind of looking for one of these. One of these. You go, I want a blue... Sienna with this on this package. What's the best deal you can give me on that thing? That's what I do. But I haven't bought a car from a dealership in 10 years, maybe. So what do I know? When we bought the truck, it was at like a no haggle. It was specifically at a truck place. And they were like, the price that's on it is the price that's on it. So you just know what you're going to pay. And it was someone who was educated, was educating me. I didn't feel like I was being swindled. And I guess it just goes back to that Black Friday kind of thing. Like, hmm. well, before I was getting the Rover, there was a truck that I just, I want to go look at that truck. Go look inside it. And I pulled into, like, this certified pre-owned whatever a lot. And, like, three of the guys, like, stood up and started walking. And were, like, waving. Hey, man. Hey, hey. And I'm, I didn't even stop. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. I just kept going. Hey, buddy. I'm like, hey, buddy. Leave me alone. Like, yeah. I know you have an agenda. I know this is your job. But leave me alone. I just want to, I literally just want to look at it. I don't want to talk to you. Because if I talk to you, then I'm going to start talking more. And then you're going to give me some whatever kind of deal. Look, and, man, this one's on sale today only. We got to get rid of this one. Yeah, like I don't. But then the Jeep that I love so much, 
I bought that Jeep purely out of spite for someone that I didn't like. <laughs> it was complete vanity and ridiculousness. When I was in the army, I was really young. Uh, I was very low ranking and there was this guy that I could not stand that worked kind of tangentially to me uh, who was higher ranking than me and his, who was a butthole. The guy was just, <laughs> did not like or respect this person at all. And I had a little- Family show. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I had a, sorry. Yeah, it's all right. Not a fun person to be around. <laughs> he was a, yeah, okay, go ahead. Um, oh, but I had a little Chevy S10 pickup truck. It was a little four-cylinder, single cab I had when I was in high school after my first car died. And I drove across the country in it whenever we moved from Louisiana up to Washington. And the thing, I had to drive in like third gear because the thing had was so underpowered, had roll-up mm. windows. And I was just getting into some money because I was in the Army. And I'm like, yeah, maybe want to go look at a different vehicle. And so I drove by this Jeep lot. And I'd always kind of liked Jeeps. Thought Jeep Grand Cherokees were kind of classy, yet kind of sporty at the same time. Mm. And so the, I saw the guy that I could not stand looking at one. And I'm like, oh. And there was one he was, that was behind him <laughs> that was way newer, way nicer. And I walked up, and I was looking at it all cocky. That guy's like, what are you doing? And he knew I was really young. And it's a curse in the military. It's like you, as soon as you get in the, in the military, you get some money. Yeah. So you go spend it on stuff that you really can't afford. Right. I kind of could afford it because Tiffany worked too. But he was like, what are you thinking about doing? I'm like, think about buying this, baby. He's like, you can't afford that thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah? Watch me. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the car lot guy comes out. He's like, hey, they're a partner. I'm like, shut up. If you can get this under 300 a month, I'll buy it right now. He's like, okay. You want to <laughs> test drive it? I'm like, I, I mean, sure, I guess. <laughs> it was literally that much. I wow. walked in there and then I called Tiff. I'm like, I'm buying a Jeep. She's like, you're doing a, I'll be right there. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm buying <laughs> you it. You want to ride that Jeep? It's cool. happening because what's his, what's his name is going to leave the parking lot here in a minute. So I got to do this quick. And so I bought it and the guy handed me the keys and I'm like, yeah. So uh, I guess I'll see you later. <laughs> And he's like, and the then part. you flipped your mullet and walked to your new Jeep. <laughs> uh, it was so ridiculous. That and she got a little upset at me, but it yeah, has okay. lasted forever. I can see that. It has been the best vehicle ever. It's been all across the world with me. I love it. And it was bought for all the wrong reasons, <laughs> but it persists. That's funny. The ghost is finished. Yay. Look at this thing. This is pretty awesome. That is really nice. And that's Solid. actually a really cool camera angle there. Kind of lower. Got little Millennium Falcon look to it. It's got a big um, section in the back where the uh, Phantom, the little shuttle, mm -hmm. plugs in. Right, right there. Look at that. And it's got little doors. It does. I saw those little doors. That's pretty funny. Like and you're supposed it, to crawl through there. It's got like... Doors here that open for a person to drop down. It's got two cockpits that open. It's got this dude. It's got those things. It's got these open. You can put guns and stuff in it. It's a pretty cool set. Sweet. So I'm going to move the ghost. I think I'm going to start another set. You go, girl. I'm going to put the ghost over here. This speeder bike has a lot of similar looking parts. And the color scheme and the instructions... It's sometimes not easy to follow, like the different shades of gray. And I think that's what I messed up and I had to go back and fix is because I put the wrong color of the same part 
and in the wrong place. I'm gonna start a model. Oh, that seems appropriate. I think I'm <laughs> since I finished a short trooper costume I'm mostly. Start another one. Okay, so check this out. If you're watching the video, this is the uh, or if you're not watching the video, you can listen to me talk about it. This is the one twelfth scale plastic shore trooper from Bandai. Bandai has well, there's a better camera up here. Look at that. Uh, Bandai does really amazing snap together only models. You don't need glue. That's good. And they are incredibly complex and poseable. Hmm. And look at that. Tons of pieces. They're really well labeled. You don't have to glue any of those? No, everything snaps. And oh, those are really small. I wouldn't imagine that. Yeah, and everything is way more complicated than it needs to be. Like, you could you could take the majority of these pieces and glue them all together and make, like that. That goes on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be could one have just one molded that piece. together, but it snaps in place. Hmm. They're really nice. Um, I did, actually, I did the speeder bike, and yeah. I did that in the Bandai kit. It's the only one I've done. But you do the bike separately than the guy, and you can pose them separately or on top of it. Pretty awesome. The only negative is that the instructions are in Japanese. You're not fluent in Japanese? Uh, you know, I mean, I don't want to show off. I mean, I am. I just didn't say it. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. No, they're uh, they're in Japanese, but they're you don't need to read them. Everything is labeled, you know, with like... It's like Ikea? Well, yeah. I mean, they're color-coded because everything... You don't necessarily have to paint it. So they're... Coated to black, brown, beige, white, stuff like that. And then they all have numbers and letters on them. So it's really easy to figure out, you know, what you want to work on. So I may get started on this today. I don't know if I'll, like, do this one until it's done. But I've had this model for a couple of years. So... You said you thought you had something you wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. So I was thinking the other day, and I don't remember the context of um, what made me think this. But, oh, kids are home from school. Um, there was some band, somebody I was listening to, and I was like, man, I don't know how people listen to this stuff. Hmm. But it was somebody that was really, really popular that everybody else I know likes, and I don't remember who it was. So my question to you is, what is a band or a musician or a performer or something, anything like that, that is like almost universally accepted as like, they're fantastic. This band's great or that person's good. And you just cannot stand them. Not, not the like, I mean, there's a whole thing. I think probably you and I are probably similar in this where like, hey, there's a pop culture thing that everybody seems to like that I don't really, in, I'm not into. Mm -hmm. Not that. Like. Something I should like, but I don't. Exactly. Okay. Like Michael Jackson. Let's say like everybody can kind of agree that Michael Jackson's pretty amazing at what he does, whether you're into it or not. Yep. Something like that where you're just like, no, just I, will, I, I will. don't like it. it. Personal life aside, I'm a Michael Jackson fan. Yeah? Yeah. I went through one of these speech classes, and these it was a, like you have to pick a topic out of a hat. And surprise, surprise, I was really cocky at what I was doing in this instructor <laughs> course, and I had to give these speeches and stuff and public speaking. And so these guys were like, they're going to try to get me. And so they put... Get him. Yeah. As a, I think I was like a 20-year-old white kid from Florida. And so they put Michael Jackson in there, and they knew I was going to draw it. And I gave a 10-minute speech on how awesome Michael Jackson is. And hmm. It was culturally relevant in front of a group of very diverse people. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm all about Michael Jackson. My yeah. mom used to listen to Michael Jackson all the time. I like Michael Jackson, too. That was just an example of, like, you know, the one of the mm -hmm. most universally loved musicians in history. 
This, these packages are going to be loud and not in the Lego dump kind of way. Sorry. And I should like that I don't like. I can start if you want. Yeah, go for it. Grease the wheels. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, and, <laughs> well, I can, but I wanted, to, I wanted to say, first off, just because I think of this is a thing that everybody should like, I may be wrong in that. Maybe people don't like, like take uh, Kiss. I'm just thinking of popular, big, mm -hmm. long-standing things. I don't like Kiss's music. I don't like Kiss's music either. I think the dress-up thing was like it would have been funny for like a show, or like an album to like, hey, let's get some attention. But how long have they been doing that? Yeah, long time. It's ridiculous, and I don't like the music. Maybe that's not a great example, but that's one that like comes to mind. It was like everybody seems to love Kiss. I don't love Kiss. Uh, I mean, well, I have a bunch of them, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like a lot of music. <laughs> a whole lot of music. So. Yeah, I just had one. Um. Oh, honestly, I. This is this is not going to go over well for me. Okay. I could I could leave Metallica. Oh, I'm with you. Yep. I mean, it's it's not bad. I don't it's get excited not, when Metallica good. comes on. I change the channel or do something different. I'm with you. There's a thing. I don't remember where I was watching it, but like Metallica came on and it just seems the same. Yeah. They're just, they look a little different, but uh, yeah. Poison. Like every rose has its thorn. Like I hate that song. I think <laughs> that song is stupid. <laughs> so when I was in sixth grade, um, it was the first year we had lockers. Yeah. And my friend Brian Long, hey Brian, I doubt he listens, but he lives in like Thailand or something. But uh, anyway, I was like, "Hey man, we, we're in the same homeroom. We can pick a locker. We can share a locker together." He's like, "Awesome, cool." Um, what do we want to do to it? Because everybody's like, you know, figuring out how to decorate. You had to share a locker? Yeah, it was like you didn't really need it. It was more like prep for middle school because when I went to school, sixth was in the elementary school, so hmm. it was like. Here's a locker you can put your stuff in, but you don't really need it to like, okay. you know, like you would later on. So you shared them. Um, and he was like, Guns N' Roses forever. And I, up until that moment, had never heard the name Guns N' Roses in my entire life. So I was like, yeah, man, sounds good. <laughs> Didn't know what I was saying yes to. And then I come in the next day and there's like a Guns N' Roses poster hanging on the inside of the locker. I'm like, who is that? <laughs> They look like they're of the devil. He's like these. These guys are so awesome, man. You, you know. And I think maybe I borrowed a tape, or something. maybe I just started listening on the radio after I'd heard that, and I was like, these guys suck. Like, I mean, no. Admittedly, yeah. Slash yeah. is amazing. He's a he's an amazing guitarist, but mm -hmm. I don't actually like that the stuff that he plays. You know what I mean? Like, technically, I can go. Yeah, okay. I see how he's pretty amazing, but like, I wouldn't listen to it. I had Use Your Illusion, two. Uh, on tape and I really liked it I did not if November rain comes on I'm gonna turn it off <laughs> because in the cow like you're not thriller man oh, get on with it I don't have time to listen to this whole thing yeah how long was that it's unnecessary it's like 11 long. minutes long or something it's way too long even with the music video like you kind of have to watch it for the music video maybe yeah but the song just like it goes on and on and some people really like it um I don't, I don't have a thing against Guns N' Roses. Ugh. 
Uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, really? Mm. Hmm. Hmm. If it comes on the radio, I won't turn it off, but I will not go actively looking for Stone Temple Pilots. Hmm. I, I don't guess I would go actively. At the time, when it came on, I really liked the first album. Second one was okay, and then after that, it just kind of, they imploded. What am I he imploded. doing with this part here? Yeah, maybe there's not that many of them, but I just like I feel like if I, I were to get be confronted with a bunch of bands that most people like, or movies, like there's probably movies like that too, stuff that just like never hit for you. Hmm. Hmm. I think maybe that's why I thought of it. Okay, um, I heard somebody talking about Akira. Have you ever watched Akira? Shakira? No. <laughs> Another one of the bands or musicians that I'm not really Yeah, are we to. back on musicians? No, no, no. Akira. No. The anime. No. You know what I'm talking about? No. Well, there's this classic. Only anime that I've ever really watched are the Ronin Warriors. Okay. It was pretty that. cool. Well, so Akira is like this classic, I'm air quoting classic anime. Okay. Been, it came out in like 84 two or something. I don't know. Somewhere a long time ago. And I, it was one of those things I think I was too young to watch when it came out, or maybe I just didn't have a way to watch it. And so I never saw it. And then I got into like college and high school, and I was like, well, yeah, I've never seen Akira. Everybody seems to really like it. And there's like a, one iconic image of him, the main dude with his bike, his red motorcycle, and he's like spinning out with the logo above it. Okay. I'm like, yeah, it's a cool looking kind of futuristic motorcycle, and it's about a, some kid who has a motorcycle. I don't know. That's all I know about it. And you hear people, like I heard on uh, on uh, Still Entitled one time, they were talking about, oh, yeah, I got to go see Akira when I was in college, and it was, like, life-changing, and it changed the way I looked at animation and this and that and I whatever. And I understand that sometimes you see something at a moment in your life where it makes a big impact on yep. you because of who you are and what you've seen and, you know, your reference to things. Mm -hmm. I get that because I've had a lot of those myself. Star Wars did that for me. Tron did that for me. Goodwill Hunting did that for me. Oh, there you go. Yeah. A little bit but more about me. When after I heard that, I was like, you know what? I should try to watch Akira. Like I've never never gotten around to it. I should probably just maybe it's really awesome. So I put it on when Jenny was out of town recently, and I got maybe ten minutes into it. I'm like, this is awful. Like not well, not awful. It, this is like why why is this interesting to people? <laughs> I felt that way about Yellow Submarine. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. That movie is so stupid and so boring. Album was good. But I'm like, this This is some LSD tripping nonsense. <laughs> yeah, so maybe I should have watched all of Akira to get the uh, the full effect. Maybe I just hadn't gotten to the part that was so engaging. I'm like, from a animation perspective, I see why it would caught a lot of people's attention in 1980-whatever. But, like, to watch it now for the first time, like, it just didn't, it didn't hit. And the story... At least what I saw of it so far, and the overdub and all that, or I don't remember if it was subtitled or overdub, whatever that mechanism was, mm -hmm. really detracted from me being interested. It was like about some kids being chased by some other kids, and there's like motorcycle gangs or bike gangs or something. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And then it was like super bloody, middle of the street. These two bike gangs like play chicken, and then one of them beats the other one senseless, and there's just like blood all over the road. And I'm like, well, I don't. I don't want to watch this. I don't know. I never knew anybody that was into anime except for this girl that I had known since 
probably elementary school. And she and I never got along. And she started, her and her friends started a thing called the Sailor, I'm going to Sailor Moon. The Sailor Moon Tribune. It was like a fan fiction newspaper about Sailor Moon. Ooh. And I thought that she was the dorkiest person. <laughs> and I just didn't like her from like a long time. And like, we had a lot of the same classes together. And she and I just never got along. So anything that was anime, like, belonged to her. Mm. So I'm like, yep, I don't need that. That's dumb. And then somebody introduced me to the Ronin Warriors. You know what that is? I've heard you talk about it before. Yeah, it's a I cartoon. I've never seen it. And it's got these, I think, five or six, like, samurai guys that has these armor that they kind of, like, put on, mm-hmm. and they fight other samurai guys with armor. There's a little kid and a, a girl that, like, follows them around, like, most anime, and it's all overdubbed, and it was neat. Hmm. But, I mean, that was really my one and only kind of entry into anime. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a few, and they've never really... As much as I love giant robots and futuristic type, you know, cartoon things, mm-hmm. it feels like anime would have hit more for me, but it just never really has. I think when I watched the Transformers movie in the theater, the original like 86 or whatever, yep. that was one of the first like US focused cartoon movies, I think, that was pulled directly from anime styling, like all the way the lasers are shot and like all the yeah. the motion and stuff. It's very Americanized anime. And I think that was my first introduction to that. And I like that because it was Transformers. But so it seems like I would like the same visuals in other shows or other movies, but I just, I don't know. Didn't really didn't do it. I think the over the top and like everything is all like, ah, my eyes are twice as big right now because I'm excited. Yeah. And their mouths get really big and everything is so like flamboyantly animated like actually animated and just like the mannerisms. Yeah. Like it catches me off guard because I think it detracts from whatever the story is. And I know a lot of people love anime because of the compelling like stories Mm -hmm. and how heartfelt it is. And I can't get past kind of the theatrics of it all Mm -hmm. to get to that story. And so it's never really appeared, appealed to me that much for those reasons. And I don't know. It's not that I'm against it. It's just something that I've never really been pulled toward. Yeah. And the times where I'm like, okay, let's sit down and watch this because someone cared about it. It's just, yeah. just way too much going on. It's way too over the top. Like, I'm a subtle kind of like I, I enjoy things because I believe it. I don't believe that people act like that. I don't imagine I'm going to go to Japan and everybody's just walking around <laughs> screaming like that. It's time for lunch. Wah! Yeah, so I find it misrepresentative and it's hard for me to buy into because I don't believe it. Yeah. So I felt that way. I do feel that way. Um, somebody recommended that I watch Avatar, The Last Airbender. Do you ever watch that show? Nope. Okay. I thought it's exactly that same thing. And so somebody, I don't remember who it was, was like, this show is really good. And it, it wasn't over yet when they told me this. It was like three seasons in or two seasons in or something. And so they were like, you know, you should definitely give it a try. Um, you would probably like it. And so I watched the first couple episodes, and it was that. It was like, I'm excited, so my eyes get twice as big as they are. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like these real weird little moments of just like, like you could have left that goofiness out. He didn't need to have little lines pointed at eye, as his eyes yeah. to show that he's sad or angry. Like, I get it. You don't, you know. And so it did that a little bit. But the whole, the whole storyline is about that there's these... Um, 
this has been out for a long time, so I'm not spoiling anything, I don't think. But there's airbenders, earthbenders, waterbenders, and firebenders. And there's like people. You're just born with the capability. They can manipulate things? They can manipulate it, yeah. And so there's, you're born into one of these worlds, these tribes, and then certain people within those tribes are born with a power or and can kind of cultivate the power, learn how to control this element. Then there's the avatar, who is a person that gets reincarnated every generation, mm-hmm. and this avatar can control all four. Hmm. So basically they have full manipulation of everything around them. And... Um, so like that concept, that, that sounds pretty cool. It's like people fighting and they can fight with the element that they can control. Mm-hmm. So you have somebody with dirt fighting against somebody with fire. Like Captain Planet. Yeah, kind of. So anyway, I started watching this. It was super goofy and it's it's about a bunch of kids. And the avatar who's introduced in like the first episode is a six-year-old kid. Hmm. But they're all fr- the avatar is always from a tribe, so they start out with one power, and then they have to learn how to do the other ones. So it sounds goofy, but also sounds a little like cool. Dalai Lama. And it ended up being amazing. Hmm. All of the goofy, you know, big eye exclamation point stuff yeah. started to fade off for the most part in like the end of season one, and then they really did leave that behind. But the story got super cool, and then the final two episodes of uh i think it's like four seasons the final two episodes like i was like gut-wrenched like oh my goodness like they're they're really going for what you do to people matters in this kids cartoon and they wrapped it up really well i would totally recommend anybody watching that then there was another show uh in that same universe but not the same characters it was like in a future it was it was several years in the future okay Called, oh, Korra. Korra. Something. I've heard people talk about Korra. So Korra is like they totally left the goofy overreacting behind, and upgraded from this like primitive world to a slightly steam steampunk world where they're starting to figure out like technology, but it's still people are still airbenders and waterbenders and stuff, hmm. and so it's like a. It's like a growing up of the same world, but it's far more complex, and the the uh, the stakes are higher and stuff. And it is really good, hmm. really really good. So they're not strictly anime, but it had that same. It started out falling into that same thing, where it's like you know overreacting faces and stuff. And luckily they left that behind because I don't think I would have stuck with it if I'd had to put up with that. Anyway, I would recommend it. Excellent show. It's also been several years since I've seen it. But. And I think it's like one that you could easily show kids. I mean, it was made for kids, but, you know, like I wouldn't feel, you know, like a lot of even kids shows, like I'm kind of hesitant about certain things because it's just like a little too teenage or a little too dark. Or we haven't reached that too... stage yet. Mm-hmm. It's still like Beyblades and Doc McStuffins in our house. Mm-hmm. Like the kids, if... if they're sitting down watching TV. They'll take turns watching a show. Mm-hmm. So it's a three-year-old, a four-year-old, and an eight-year-old bouncing back and forth. So the the range is still pretty concentrated. Yeah. So we don't we haven't really hit that yet. We're starting to get it with our older two. They're getting more interested in not not older stuff, but like I don't know, like some of the Disney shows. 
that are out now, like the the ones. There's like one that about a camp and stuff, and it's just like a bunch of kids going to a camp. But every once in a while, they talk to each other in a way, and I'm like, that's eh, a little, that's a little teenagey back talky. Like mm-hmm. I don't want that brought into the conversation yet. You know, like, we're gonna like we're gonna get there. Boyfriends anyway. and girlfriends and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And people worrying about how they look so that they Whoa. can impress like a boy or a now, girl. It, and I'm like, oh. is that something that still is gravitating toward? Um, I think the older two, not just her. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think, well, and also the age appropriate or age relative shows like really fall off after like nine, eight or nine. Hmm. Like there's a big gap, you know, there's tons of little toddler shows. Right. There's a lot. I guess there's tween shows then yeah but that the gap between the you know like young kid the five six year old Mm -hmm. that maturity level to the teenage there's very little there in between and so like for the older two they're kind of done with the young stuff yeah but they don't have anywhere to go that's right where they are so they have to go Mm. up kind of to interest in whatever's next and not real crazy about that but luckily they're pretty easygoing and we can um you know, kind of say like this. This is just not appropriate for you yet, or or I don't like the way that this is handled. And they're like, well, okay, that's fine. Oh, well, that's good that they're receptive to it. Yeah, well, they don't have a choice, but yeah, True. they 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 do handle that pretty well. Yeah. Like, um, I remember you. I had to sneak like when I was, I think it was like late elementary school, middle school ish, like when Beavis and Butthead was really popular. <laughs> uh, my brother and I had to like sneak watch Beavis and Butthead. Hmm. My dad got rid of MTV like a couple times because it was just like too inappropriate in all the different ways. Like in the 90s, MTV was just ridiculous anyway. Mm-hmm. And I remember my dad called the cable company and got it blocked. Hmm. And that was after like he caught us watching Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> and then my mom, like I remember the final episode of Beavis and Butthead came on and we couldn't watch it because MTV was blocked. But we were house sitting for people. And it was like a thing, like people knew that it was happening. And my mom was like, let's uh, let's go check on whoever, <laughs> Jill and Stevie's house or whatever. And I'm like, why do I need to go? That's, that's not a thing that I care about. I'm like, those are your friends. She's like, just come with me. And so when we hung out and we watched the final episode of Beavis and Butthead. That's awesome. You're sound, like, your mom sounds like she was My really mom cool. was so cool. Not to say that my dad is not cool, but right. like my mom, they were the opposites attract kind of people. That's awesome. Yeah. It was so neat. That's pretty cool. I put that together. Um, so the my older kids, actually all the kids right now are watching a new show um, that's on Netflix. It's a Netflix exclusive, and it's by the same team that did Korra. Okay. So it has a very similar animation style. It's called mm-hmm. Dragon Prince. Have you seen that on there? Mm-hmm. And it's a, I think there's one season out. It's maybe 13 episodes, and it's like a, more of a fantasy Focus. There's like elves and dragons and stuff cool. like that. But it, it's it's good. It had it follows the same like good storytelling and kind, not mature, but like not kiddie. Yeah, you know that it's like interesting enough for me to sit down and watch it and follow the characters and why these people don't like these people and whatever. But it's a uh, animated because the kids well. watch Beyblades, and that's just like full on silly, stupid, goofy oh, anime. So bad, and it's so dumb yeah, and really boring. Is. Yeah, and. Against the laws of physics, and I think that's what bugs me, is they're trying to fool these kids <laughs> yeah. into thinking that you can somehow manipulate and call centripetal force yeah. to do things for you. 
And then it's like there's one character who just speaks in puppets. Like his mouth doesn't move. He just like the puppets yeah, talk. Why on his is hand. that? I don't know. It's so weird. I don't know. But everybody just accepts it. And so I'm like, that that kid is a puppet kid. No, no one cares. Okay. I mean, like the Whatever. Pokemon show, I was never into Pokemon growing up. I mean, still not. But my kids are kind of into it, so I've become aware. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that show is also goofy, but at least has the like, we're going to go to that thing and fight those people, and here's a, we're going to travel, and there's something different. Beyblade is like the same group of kids going to the same competition and somehow like doing moves with their tops. Oh man, he just turn their hand this way, and that's gonna make it go though. Whatever. Yeah. So, not a fan of Beyblades, but whatever. Everybody's got to have a hobby. Oh, but check this, this out. This is a goofy one. Totally unrelated. But look at this piece. That's cool. They have multiple colors on one. I so these are cool. injection molded, and if you're not watching the video, these pieces that hold. These sheets that hold the pieces for this model are injection molded, but different sections of the mold have different colors in them. Yeah, I've never seen a model kit. And they're has... super precisely injected. Yeah. Like, it's really well done. And all the little tabs that hold the pieces in place, you can snap them free uh, just with your finger. You don't have to cut them. But they also hold the pieces there, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I love that about these, how they're injected together. Was there a show that you weren't allowed to watch as a kid? Uh, lots. We didn't have cable. Well, n- not lots. I, I guess there wasn't anything I wasn't allowed to watch, but we didn't have cable, so there were a lot of things that I didn't have access to. You know what I mean? Yeah. And honestly, I'm a little bit older than you, so most of the stuff that got kind of bad and unacceptable or would have been unacceptable mm-hmm. didn't happen until after I was like late high school, college, yeah. you know? So, like, Beavis and Butthead was when I was in college. Um, before that, I don't think of anything that, like, I couldn't watch that was on, like, the three channels that we had, you know? <laughs> Ooh, that's not a part. I don't know. I watched tons of... Like, in the evenings, we always watched Dukes of Hazard, Knight yeah. Rider. I think those came on the same night. A-Team. I'm trying to think of all the shows that were on around then. Those were the big ones, but there was a there was a couple more. I watched a lot of MacGyver. Oh yeah, MacGyver was my jam. Wow, there was another chips. That's maybe that's what I'm thinking of. A lot of chips. Yeah, I watched pretty much everything on the three channels. Jenny's family, uh, she could not watch a lot of things. Her parents were overly protective about a lot of stuff, and so. Yeah. Anything that had magic type stuff in it, you know, like it wasn't even a let's check that out and see if it's appropriate. It was mm-hmm. like they said the word magic. We should never we should burn our TV so that they don't get the chance to watch it. So there's a lot of stuff like gummy bears, the cartoon gummy bears. Yep. She never got to see because it was about magical bears. There's we, a lot of those. Yeah. We have some friends now that um, I guess we were friends with them at the time. They may have fallen away. But they're like adamantly against Harry Potter, mm. and they was it was a wave at the time of like uh, very conservative Christians that they would not allow their kids to read these books, and they would they were avidly against them because it was it was dealing with dark arts and sorcery mm-hmm. and things of the devil and thing. And I remember at the time like I'd never read it just because I just didn't read it, and I'm like these kids are excited about reading. Yeah. 
Seriously. Like, and it's like wizards and stuff. And like, are you okay with pirates? Which I don't understand. Like, okay, if there's one thing, music or movies, that's like that everybody really enjoys that I don't like, it's the idea of pirates. I don't understand the allure like, of pirates. As a story? Like, you don't, you wouldn't like us. I don't understand why people are so infatuated with pirates. Oh, okay. Hmm. There's a huge market share for toys and costumes and movies and all these things surrounded by pirates. And it's right. like you're uh, idolizing people that are, like, pillaging and thieving <laughs> and raping on the high seas. Like, yeah. and you're just cool with that because they talk funny hmm like i never i don't understand the allure of pirates i think it's stupid so one of the i I think one thing is that somewhere along the line pirates and sailors became jammed together as one thing well i thought that it was the pirates were the antithesis to the sailors to the like the imperialistic like colonizers and things and so that well but i mean i think the the romanticism of like i'm gonna go get on a boat and sail to a new world i'm gonna go explore this thing that's what people think like when they think pirate they think that although the pirate is the one that went out and went from coast to coast and killed everybody and stole their stuff they're they're like water gangs right but i think people think about them like from a a romantic exploration thing. I, mean, I agree with you, mm-hmm. but it seems like maybe they got mixed up somewhere along the line or something. Blame those those dirty books that have Fabio on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of the uh, pirates. Like the pirate movies. Eh, I could totally care less about any kind of pirate movies. Mm, yeah. Swashbuckling? Swa- swashbuckling? I'm against swashbuckling. What about swashbuckling for good? But they're not, though. But there are that's, people. That's, Zorro. Zorro swashbuckled for good. He really he wasn't a pirate. He was a vigilante. No, but he swashbuckled. We're on We're on from pirates to swashbuckling. You said you were I against we swashbuckling. Okay. Swashbuckling. We just said our terms. <laughs> but uh, like the like Robin Hood. Yes. I get it. They were an oppressed people. Mm-hmm. And they were being taxed unfairly. Mm-hmm. And so he, he stole from the rich to give to the poor, right? So, like, I think that's a... He's... Tread carefully. He's... Hmm. <laughs> that concept is tainted, in my mind, by a PR choice. He didn't stand up for the needs of the little people. Like, he just he's like a thief. And people are like, hooray for being a thief because you're taking people, stealing stuff from them, and you're so giving it to me. So now I have it. Instead of going have. to the city council meeting and talking about, like... Let's be nicer to the poor people. He just went and stole. Is that what you're saying? I think this goes back to the anti-hero, like Batman versus the the mm. district attorney argument. Like Batman understood that they needed more than him, but Robin Hood just didn't. He didn't care. He just stole. Hmm. He didn't. He didn't try to fix the system. He just took it upon himself. But the Kevin Costner movie was pretty cool. <laughs> Brian Adams theme song. Oh man. Hey. I know. I bought that CD. I watched that movie. I read that book. I was all about that. I never had any of the toys. But but yeah, pirates. I think pirates are dumb. Hmm. Kids I, have like a pirate ship that somebody got them for Christmas. Ugh, whatever. I, I, I'm not against it. I'm not like, you're not playing with that toy because of what it represents. But I'm pretty sure in the modern era of everybody being woke... People just are completely ignoring pirates. And just, they're getting off scot-free. Bunch of drunkard, <laughs> thieving. They're getting humans. off scot-free as if they're still in play. I mean, the same pirates are still in play. 
Like I really no, like it. Nobody's keeping track of those guys. I know. They've been dead for hundreds of years. I'm not against revisionist history if you're actually telling the story correctly. <laughs> and I think just pirates are okay. Hmm. Christopher Columbus came to the New World and terrible things happened. We still have a Christopher Columbus Day. That's true. But did you know that uh, I saw this on the calendar? There's also that same day is now also celebrated as Indigenous People Day. Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. I think is I think is neat. Um, uh, I don't really know how I feel about that. Like, that's a a good step. I think. It seems like a um, and then. Yes. Rather than let's just get rid of it. Yeah. Like instead right. of fixing it, let's just try to placate. Yeah. And so like, well, we should make it a day that somehow gets added to random calendars. It's not like an official holiday. You don't get the day off like you do for Columbus Day. So. Maybe uh, it's just so that people who are going to get the day off for Columbus Day can say, well, actually, I'm celebrating this instead. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> sure, sure. I don't care. Bob, I'm going to need Indigenous People's Day off. Uh, tough look. <laughs> Man, when we lived in Europe, getting holidays off was such a pain. Because I worked don't... for NATO. Uh, and so there is a European kind of holiday schedule that re- it revolves heavily around the Catholic, uh, like Catholic faith. Hmm. And so a lot of them didn't recognize U.S. holidays because it's specific to our country. And at the same time, the U.S. government didn't recognize, like, St. Whoever Day. And so just, you had to work. I mean, with a name like whoever, I wouldn't recognize St. Whoever Day either. Yeah, he wasn't very popular. But it was difficult for people to come together. And you would often forget that it was, like, a certain kind of holiday because it... Only certain people yeah. had the calendars to know that it was Indigenous People's Day. Hmm. Wait, what am I doing? Uh, this model's going together uh, a bit quicker than I expected. This I've got his head done and his chest is almost that. done. That. Pretty cool. Um, we're almost an hour in. We got anything else to talk about? No. There. You want to try to finish your... No, because I've got that other bag over there. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Well... Um, that doesn't fit. Yeah, I guess that's it. Let's let's wrap it up. Where can yeah, people find you? Uh, you can find me right here, building Legos on this podcast. <laughs> okay, just come back here next time, and you'll find Josh again. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at the PI Workshop. The PI Workshop, and both of us at I Like to Make Stuff. Um, I mentioned last time that we do have a Patreon, and I I, I listened to back to that, and I wasn't clear that the Patreon is for I Like to Make Stuff. It is for the company as a whole because we produce this show and a bunch of other stuff. Um, you know, if you want to help out what we do, go check it out. Yeah. Or, or don't. It's up to you. I'm not your dad, so I'm not going to tell you what to do. <laughs> uh, but if you like it, go, you know, let us know. Share it around to people. I had somebody, actually, this is really cool. Somebody named uh, Kathleen. Kathleen, I think it was you if you were listening. Say thank you. Sent... She saw a picture of the original, um, like, schematic for the Lego brick. Hmm. The Kirk Kirskitson mm-hmm. guy. And she saw it, and she thought of us. And she sent it and just said, hey, I really like the podcast. I like Legos, too. And I call them Legos. Nice. And that's all the email said. It was awesome. Aww. So, thank you. Um, that's it. Cool. Cool. Catch you guys next time. Bye-bye.